February already, but here we are. Thank you for joining me in Education Matters. I'm your host, Matt Drewett-Card, your intrepid host through all of these years, seasons, and explorations and deep dives into the policy and legislative and statutory side of the main education system. We follow those things during the uh, legislative sessions, and hopefully this is somewhat helpful, and we appreciate those of you who are listening. We appreciate you listening, and you know, I also greatly appreciate that you know when we offer the chance to honk, well, then you go and honk, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you missed a previous episode, but for those of you who know what I'm talking about and did honk, I love you particular. If you know what I'm talking about and didn't honk, I love you, just not as much. That's brutal. I know. I'm a terrible, terrible individual. All right. So today's just going to be a very quick update on things that are happening both this week, coming up in the next week, and things that might be important to folks. Uh, so the first that things we're going to cover is just very quickly going over the public hearings that are happening this week. I'm recording this on February the 9th. So let's just, just I went over this in the last episode, but just very quickly, a number of um, bills having to do with community college and CTE. Um, and then there's a, a number of bills that have to do with things like have to do with that directly impact schools. For example, an act to provide for later starting time for high schools. So all, all schools would start at 830. And I, I'm going to just pause for a second on this one because I find this bill fascinating. And I find it fascinating because there's a lot of, like in our, in our local control state, it's going to be like, well, schools should decide when to do this, when school should start. You, that, that seems to be pretty obvious to me. What is an underlying, what's underlying all of that, though, is this science of older kids needing to sleep later and okay so then what are the reasons why schools won't do it they don't want to they don't want to go later because of transportation some kids are already on the bus for an hour hour and a half longer and those are all legitimate reasons um also i'm going to be honest here sports athletics there are real reasons for people to not wanting to get school done earlier so that sports can happen at an earlier time, so they're not happening into the wee small hours of the morning, which is a song that I highly suggest you all look up. And, however, the science behind students needing to sleep later, especially older students, there's just so much evidence in support of that. And one of the major challenges that a lot of schools will bring up as a challenge for not doing this is you know, regional CTE centers or local technical centers, because if they're all having a bunch of their high school students come in, well, their high school, if their high school starts at different times, that's going to have a significant impact on transportation, on getting kids there on time, etc. So having it, one of the reasons why a lot of schools go later or won't go late or haven't go later is because so like, see, like there's problems with CTE. However, one of the things that I, I'm stumbling over my words here. You know, you know how you have those moments, where you're in the middle of it saying something, and then it's just nothing. It's just a vast chasm of emptiness. Well, that just happened in my brain. It just decided to empty out, 100%. But one of the things we do here is we, 
we lean into mistakes, we lean into errors, and we're all recognizing that we're human. So here's what I'm here's what I'm getting at. Roundabout way. This is the beauty of podcasting, by the way. What I'm saying is CTE schools pull from all different high schools. And all different high schools have different start times. But if all the high schools had the same start time, wouldn't that have a positive or nil effect on CTE centers? Because transportation would all be the same. Wouldn't that actually have a positive impact on, or maybe even nil effect on athletics? Because if they start at the same time, they're going to all end at around the same time. There's a, there's a number of minutes that are required for teaching and for schools to be counted, days to be counted. So wouldn't that have a minimal nil effect? I don't know. I don't know. Just something that that's worth 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 thinking about. Like, so if the if the science is there for kids to, you know, if the science is there that says older kids should have need more rest and sleep later than they are given, and we can do this, what are the real reasons for not doing it? Is it real evidence and real like real? evidentiary and scientific or research evidence-based problems or is it inconvenience or somewhere in between and that's one of the things that i'm looking forward to really thinking more about on this is why are schools so reticent to do this what are the reasons behind it and is, is it what are the real reasons behind it because there's always something there anyway another one an act to add health and physical education requirements to high school diploma standards it's going to be an inter interesting one too some uh, interesting conversation happening on this one, especially as it's making it more of a two-year or standards achievement uh, for those schools who abandoned or walked away from the standards-based uh, movement or proficiency-based stuff. It would be two years, whether that's two years of health and physical education, what that all looks like, I don't know. But for those districts who actually adopted and stuck with a proficiency-based and standards-based approach, we could still do whatever you wanted to do. It doesn't really impact it whatsoever. Uh, an act to amend the laws governing bonding restrictions for SAUs. Not even touching that with a heart, with a with a foot, with any kind of foot pole at this point. Uh, bonding and restrictions and finances. Oy. Oh my! I should have said I missed it. I missed the opportunity to say that. An act to require outdoor recess time for students from grades six to eight. Talked about that one before. So there's there's really really interesting bills that are happening and things that are happening on the ninth as I'm talking today. But there's a couple other things coming up next week and a few things that have happened uh, in, in the meantime. Also, so on February the 14th, by the way, happy Valentine's Day to all of you people out there who celebrate such a thing. There are two bills that are not going before the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, but through other committees that I'm kind of keeping my eye on. The first is an act to update the main state grant program. This is um, an emergency bill put forward by Senator Daughtry of Cumberland. Um, it has an emergency preamble, whereas acts and resolves of the legislature do not become effective until 90 days adjournment unless enacted emergencies, which all means that once this bill goes, that once this bill is passed, it goes into effect, or this one would take effect on July 1st, 2023. But it updates the Maine State Grant Program as a result of recently enacted federal legislation pertaining to free application for federal student aid simplification and associated terminology. It removes the term, quote, expected family contribution from the governing laws and replaces it with, quote, 
student aid index. So it's updating some laws and updating some language. The other that's going before another committee is going before the Committee on Labor and Housing. And I apparently don't have that one at my ready. So it's called an act to eliminate the cap on retirement benefits for state employees and teachers, which a cost of living adjustment is made. So, yeah, uh, that's by representative. Here we go. Sorry. Representative Dodge of Belfast is pushing this one forward. The bill provides cost of living increases for retired state employees and teachers and their beneficiaries apply to a retiree's entire retirement benefit instead of only to the first 24,000-ish dollars of the retirement benefit. So, yeah, it increases benefits. Awesome. Okay, that's what it does. So those are two things that are happening on the 14th. Um, not as of right now, not seeing anything on the 14th for the Education Cultural Affairs Committee. There are... A few bills coming forward on the 16th of February, however. The first that I'm going to look at here is LD67. That's an act to increase the number of educational professionals by accepting out-of-state certification. I've talked a lot about certification before on this particular podcast because I am an out-of-state teacher who came from out-of-state many years ago and had my own issues and challenges with that. Um, presented by Representative Dudera of Camden. Hopefully I'm saying that name right. I apologize if I'm not. The bill requires the DOE to accept a certificate as an administrator, teacher, ed tech, or educational specialist issued by another state, the District of Columbia, a United States territory, or other country as qualification for such a certificate in this state. Now, I'm sure that there will be discussion of reciprocity. I'm sure there will be discussion of, yeah, we, we already do this. We already have this. It's a thing. We've got this. Okay. Let's just make sure that... I think this is just trying to make, simplify the process. To be like, why is this so hard? But... If, if, you know, I think the issue is, do they meet main standards? But if main standards are also in line with other state standards, or if there were, say, I don't know, national standards for this, um, but if there were, if there were those, uh, those expectational standards in line, then... Well, why can't we just accept it? A sta meeting a standard is meeting a standard. And if that's good enough for our schools, why isn't it good enough for our teachers? But that's just what I'm assuming. I haven't read any testimony on it. That's just coming up on the 16th. Also, coming up on the 16th, presented by Representative Griffin of Levant. An act to require students to demonstrate knowledge of the Constitution of Maine and the United States Constitution. Uh, this is going to add a line into the statute, uh, you know, section 40, uh, 4722, subsection number two, this, the social studies line, which, where it would say social studies and history, including American history, government, civics, and personal finance. It also will say, and a demonstration of knowledge of the Constitution of Maine and the United States Constitution. So that's going to be added in. And... Well, that's a, that's the bill proposal. Um, in the, I'm just going to say right now, in the standards themselves, the Constitution is specifically and intentionally and repeatedly referenced in, under the civics and government standards. So they're there. Um, now, could that language be removed from the standards review? Sure, 
It could be over time, over like the five-year social studies time review. Could be removed. Will it? I don't know. I doubt it. But it could be. Um, and yeah, so that's what that bill is on the 16th. Uh, LD 280. An act to make main schools safer and healthier by increasing the maximum debt service limit. I love these types of bills. I do. I, and I love the title of them because it's, it, it's an act to make main schools safer and healthier. All right. By increasing, all right, the maximum debt service limit. Wait, that's, that, that did not take the turn that I thought it was going to. So what this bill does is changes the maximum debt service limit for school capital improvements for fiscal year 24 to fiscal year 27 from $150 million to $250 million. It just it boosts that minimum debt service limit. Um, I'm guessing for the safer and healthier side, it's for infrastructure changes. But I love bills that come with, with titles like this. I think that they're awesome. I think that they're just, they're, they're wonderful and I love the creativity behind it. And yeah, fan, fantastic. I don't know what it's going to do. Presented by Representative Millett. I don't know if I said that. Um, and co-sponsored by President Jackson of Aroostook. So we'll see what happens there. I'll get on the 16th. The final one on the 16th is an emergency bill, LD 386, an act to assist schools with heating and transportation fuel costs during the year, presented by Representative Davis of East Machias. This bill provides one-time funds to public elementary and secondary schools in the state for heating fuel costs and fuel costs associated with transportation during the 22-23 school year. So the bill provides that the amount provided to individual public elementary and secondary schools in the state must be equal to $100 per student based on the most recent enrollment totals, and a school must apply to the fu apply the funds to its 22-23 budget for heating fuel costs and fuel costs associated with transportation. So it's a one-time, one-time cost, one-time fund. Total grand grand fund total that they're anticipating for this particular fiscal year would be 18 million dollars. How is that going to be appropriated? I don't know, but I can tell you where it will happen on the on the ever so popular appropriations table. Awesome. Uh, after that, there's no other, as of right now, as of this recording, there are no other public hearings scheduled. I would expect that there would be some during what would normally be the February break, looking at their kind of pattern so far. They're going on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I would, I would envision that we would see one on February 21st and February 23rd. There are uh, a number of bills that have been given LD numbers. You know, we had that whole list of bill titles. Well, those bill titles are turning into actual bills, and those bills are going to be slowly and surely and steadily heading towards the Education Cultural Affairs Committee. As of right now, according to my calculations, my totals, we have a grand total of 66 bills that are currently in LD status, which means that they've gone from the uh, have gone from the what are you going to trying to say from just being a bill title to being an actual bill. There are 66 of them, and uh, uh, five resolves and 61 acts. Now. That's not the number that I've been heard so far. The number that I've been heard so far is is very few, only or had been scheduled. I said I said I'll say heard and scheduled. At this point, it's only it's been twenty three, or twenty sorry twenty twenty one. Twenty one have been scheduled. I can't see I had to do subtraction on my spreadsheet. 
Um, if you're not following the spreadsheet, this is the place to this is the place to be. My spreadsheet is the place to be. That's the title of this episode right there. My spreadsheet. I'm writing that down. It is the place to be. Um, and let me say that um, the uh, so so 23, uh, 66 so far. Uh, many have gone through this. This I gotta be honest. This podcast is a mess. My head's all over the place today. I probably shouldn't be recording this, but I am recording it because I am committed to putting out episodes. And um, I like talking about it, and I like learning about this stuff. I just do this stuff because I literally just find it entertaining for myself. Um, and hey, if you can't make yourself happy, who can you make happy? Well, hopefully others. Hopefully you can make some other people, other people happy too. But all that being said, coming back around again, which is a great Rage Against the Machine song. Um, well, it's not. that's not the title of the song, but it's in the song. Anyway, uh, look, look them up, the Fantastic Band. Two bills were, <laughs> I'm a mess, two hills were, bur or two hills were birded on uh, the 31st of January. They also had a work session. Now, this was our first work session of the session of, the, of, the, of, the, of this particular legislative time. And um, first two bills were heard. Work session is where they get all the information together and they come to it and they, they decide and they vote on the bills and where the bill should go to the House and or Senate. Now, there were... They, They've only done two of these as of this particular time, like I said, LD-142, which was an act to fund climate-related service work, and, uh, and LD-143, an act to support rural service programming and promote volunteerism. Both of those were heard on the 31st of January. The other one that was heard on the 31st of January was an act to update the special education laws, or LD-98, which was fascinating reading and fascinating listening to testimony because it's all there's some language... And these, these these little bits of language, it's like that butterfly flapping its wings on one side of the world and a tsunami happening on the other. The ripple effect that these little things can have, the unintended consequences of prior legislation that could lead into this legislation, especially regarding students and, and people who are 19, 20, 21, 22. Fascinating discussion. Highly recommended reading and listening. You can go back and, and listen to all that stuff. Unfortunately, though, you can't do is listen to it on YouTube anymore at like one and a half or two times speed, which is kind of a friend and friends and former co-hosts of this, of this podcast have both told me that that's the way to do it. I'm still not there yet, but I'm getting there. I, I, I believe in myself that I'll get there at some point, but an act to update special education laws was also heard on the 31st, but has not gone through work session yet. I'm guessing they're diving into more details on that one. But anyway, LDs 142 and 143 were both heard. Uh, both went through work session, and both came out of there with a divided report. LD-142, an act to fund climate-related service, climate service work, um, as a divided report, which means that there are there's disagreement on how it should go forward. So the first, the, the, the majority... Uh, the majority of the report is ought to pass as amended. So I don't know what the amendment is that hasn't been posted quite yet. They're, they're often often a little bit late on the amendments, but I understand they're busy. A lot going on. A lot to remember to, to post and things. But ought to pass as amended. The minority report was ought not to pass as... Just ought not to pass. What is interesting about both bills, just so we're, we're very clear... 
on the second one, an act to support, support rural service programming and promote volunteerism, also a divided report. Majority ought to pass as amended. Minority ought not to pass. Now, the majority people who voted were all Democrat. The minority ought not to pass were all Republican. So it was a it, both of these were votes directly along party lines. Read into that what you will, but that's just what happened. That's just it's just the facts. And you want to know where the facts are? The facts are on the place to be. The place to be is my spreadsheet, indeed. So that's that's what's going on, and that's what's been happening. Uh, some great things happening on the 16th coming up next week and the 14th coming up next week. Happy Valentine's Day again. And we that does it for this episode. That's it. It's nothing, nothing extravagant. Just a quick little jaunt through what's been going on with a little deviation into some madness about uh, school times. So... Look, I appreciate you listening. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, well, congratulations. I really, I again, I love you for listening all this far. And thank you for your support all the time. I'll be, we'll be back probably next week with another update, another episode about what's been happening. Uh, for us, best way for you to keep, um, keep pace is to follow that spreadsheet that's pinned to, or should be pinned to our social media accounts. Um, also, if it's not, you find a link to it in the show notes for this. That has tons of information from not only the bills that are coming, the bills have been heard, the titles. Also, you can look at stats of who's giving the bills, what representatives are there, and also contact information for the legislators on the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee. So, little plug there for the spreadsheet, i.e. the place to be. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Again, my name is Matt Drewett Card. If you want to follow me online, I'm on Twitter. You can do so. I'm at Drewett Card. That's probably the best ways to get in touch with me, best way to get in touch with me if you're listening to this. Unless you have my cell phone. And if you have my cell phone, text me. If you don't have my cell phone, well, that's just you're out of luck. And you can also follow the, the podcast on Twitter. We, we're, we're not doing much in the way of social media these days because our our, our social media team has been completely laid off and not laid off. They were fired for ineptitude. And so I'm looking for a new batch of people to come in and help out with all that. All right. Appreciate you listening. Thank you so very much. Again, I'm going to stop this rambling nonsense now. Take care. Hope you stay warm and we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.